You're listening to the Nerd Dad Podcast. Oh, Dad, you're embarrassing me again. Did I do that? Hello and welcome to the Nerd Dad Podcast. I am that Nerd Dad, Joe Williams, and I appreciate you stopping by for a short 15, 20-minute visit. How you been? You doing all right? Are you vaccinated yet? I'm just assuming that if you listen to this, you're vaccinated. Um, and if you're not vaccinated, get an appointment. You should do it. I'm not going to do the whole speech. Uh, I will start by telling you, though, I had a less than stellar parenting moment this week regarding a nosebleed. So um, I had a blippy on or something in the background and uh, not Steezy Grossman. Check back previous episode if you want to know what that's about. Um, but I had a I had blippy on for the two-year-old. Uh, five-year-old was staying at uh, sister-in-law's for the night. And um, wife was in the shower or something. And I was playing on my phone. And then I started to hear a faint little, because um, my two-year-old's not talking yet. But he's making these little noises. And I have, and I assumed it had something to do with, with blippy. Eventually, I looked up from my screen to see a puddle of blood around him and blood just pouring out of his nose. Uh, (laughs) My immediate reaction was, oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) I I picked him up and I ran him to the bathroom Um, and I'm wiping him down and I, I, you know, trying to get a two year old to let you stop a nosebleed. is a, it takes requires a Herculean effort. Um, and this damn thing would not stop bleeding. I had, I, I'm going to guess it took me upwards of 15 minutes to get it to stop bleeding. Oh, just would not. Occasionally I thought, okay, I'm getting to the end of it. It's starting to get a little, it's starting to dry up here a little bit. And then all of a sudden it would just open up again. Um, eventually, obviously I got it to stop. <laughs> And then I had to go clean up the hardwood floor, which had blood everywhere. Um, and and then it's like, buddy, if you if you have, if you see blood, scream! <laughs> like, don't be so chill about it. Um, as if I'm projecting it onto him, like it's his fault. I wasn't looking at him closely enough. Uh, so, anyways, dad of the year moment for me on that one. These little moments that happen when parent he's watching Blippy. How much damage could he do? Turns out with a finger up the nose quite a bit <laughs> because the amount of blood was um, was jarring. It was jarring. This thing must have just been pouring out of his face uh, for a minute or two before I realized. So, dad of the year. I digress. <laughs> uh, I got to, uh, it's like a short big topic today. We'll see if I ramble onto it. And, and where it takes me. But I want to talk about coming out of COVID. I want to talk about getting back into the world a little bit. Because it's starting to happen. Especially in the U.S. Um, I've got my appointment for next week. My wife has had her first shot. My sister-in-law's had her first shot. My parents have had both their shots. Uh, they're both the, their first shot. Uh, my brother's had his first shot. So, like, you know, my inner circle is starting to be vaccinated, which is awesome. And I'm next week. I'm the last. Of course I am. 
I had to be. And the the world is starting to slowly open up again. Let me rephrase. Most of the world pray for those people in India. I am not. I'm not someone who prays, but um, they are going through hell over there. So keep them in mind. Donate if you can. Um, they they need help, and they they need it urgently. But for North America, and and for certain parts of Europe and Australia, for example, they're starting to open up, and we're starting to see these little. I don't want to say hiccups. Hiccups not the right word. We're starting to see these little blips in what the future may look like, and and how the economy is being affected as a result of being locked down however you define that, for the better part of a year. The first headline that caught my caught my eye uh, was that condom sales are skyrocketing. <laughs> Socially distancing is over, baby. Um, so people are starting to get together again. The article goes on to say that 18 to 24-year-olds are now comfortable hanging out in groups again and that they are driving this surge it's so hard not to use like really punny sexy words during this story um but it it goes to show it's it's a signal that the economy is going back to the way it was people are starting to get together again people are starting to feel more comfortable hanging out in closer more intimate situations condom sales who knew that they would be a trigger for the economy and an indicator that things are starting to go back to normal. The other thing, and this is, this is going to affect a lot of us is rental car prices. So, uh, the article, I, I read a couple articles about this cause I, I thought it was fascinating. So in general, rental cars right now are very hard to come by, especially in places like Hawaii, Florida, Arizona, places like that. Hot weather, beach-ish destinations. I say beach-ish because obviously Arizona, but people like to go there to golf. It's hot. It's nice. Um, more so I've been told I've never been. I digress again. Um, and what's happened in these areas is during the last 12 months, rental car companies were not surprisingly amongst the hardest hit by the economy slowdown. So they sold off their fleets. They were selling the cars off, get them out of the lot. We don't, we're not, no one's renting them, sell them off. Now, now that things are starting to open up again, there's not enough rental cars to go around. So people are starting to rent U-Hauls in some of these locations for the day. And in Hawaii, it's gotten so bad that there were complaints about U-Hauls being parked at the beach to the point where U-Haul themselves went out to double check to see if like all of these vans were being stolen and abandoned at the beach. Nope. All just rented for the day by average citizens who couldn't locate a rental car. Now I've seen rental car prices vary in Hawaii from 200 and something a day to up to $722 a day. That is a mortgage payment in some areas. These little things are going to happen. 
these little things, these little hiccups are going to happen. And man, is it going to be interesting to see. Um, so condoms, condoms apparently are everywhere right now. Big surge rental cars, super hard to come by. So I guess the, uh, sex in the car thing, probably not happening as much. Maybe in a U-Haul, a little more spacious anyways. Where am I going with this? Another thing that I had a conversation with a friend about recently is um, just like the fo- the fear of going back into public. And I think I'm going to discuss this further in another episode, but I want you to put it in your head as well, because... Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. Like if you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. She struck him on the back of his head with a frying pan, almost killing him and was hospitalized for a severely fractured skull. She fractured his skull. She fractured his skull. Wow. So the movie Tangled was right. Frying pans are dangerous. They are. He feels like he is totally justified in the murder that he commits. Even after he's convicted, he feels justified. Oh, yeah. To this day. That's a confident dirtbag right there. That's right. He believes that his victim had it coming. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. The first time you go out with friends, are you going to want to share a plate of nachos? Everyone's hands touching, mouth breathing, and reaching for the same dip. First time someone double dips a chip, they're probably going to get shot, right? Especially in America where guns are everywhere. But I would assume that double dipping a chip will be a, a, a lethal, lethal injection kind of punishment. Touching a door handle. I haven't touched a public door handle in like a year. That's hundred percent true. When I fill up gas, I put on the leather glove. I put on the leather. I put on one of those plastic gloves when I fill up gas. I don't touch anything. <laughs> Am I super paranoid protective? Yeah. Does it bother me? No. Should it bother you that I'm this protective? No. I'm doing what I think is best for myself and my family. These are these are little things that are going to happen, and we're going to have to adjust. Condom sales, rental cars, appetizers, door handles. All I'm starting to think about now that I'm getting my vaccine. Maybe not all I'm thinking about, but it's certainly certainly starting to enter the thought process for sure. Time for shit you may have missed. Marvel announced that the title for the new Black Panther movie will be Black Panther. Wakanda forever. And honestly, that's the best possible title they could have given it. 
Goldfish announced a limited edition partnership with Frank's Red Hot Sauce. And honestly, I wish this might be one of the rare times where I wish I was American. Frank's Red Hot and Goldfish, those are like my two favorite things. Uh, much like the commercial says, I do put that shit on everything. And uh, I, 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 you know, I talked about vaccine envy before of the U.S. I am, I am snack envious of the U.S. I did some research. It's available starting in May. So check your local grocery store. It may be available. I don't think it's going to be available in Canada. They said limited time run. You know how these things go. They do a limited time run. If it sells out, they'll probably make it permanent thing. And then maybe we'll get in Canada in five years from now. Or I'll have to go to Buffalo to get it. But Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Goldfish together at last. And finally, allow me to allow me to talk a little bit about this last one. So I'm going to talk about the disaster girl meme. If you don't know what the disaster girl meme is, it's the the one with the burning bill, the burning house and the cute little girl who's kind of half facing the camera with a sly smile on her face. Um, certainly gives the impression that she had burned this house to the ground. Anyways, that disaster girl meme just sold as an NFT for $500,000. There's a lot that I feel I need to kind of do a quick cursory overview of. So the disaster girl meme, I think we're all comfortable with that now. She was four years old when that photo was taken. A little bit of background on it. The house was burning down in her neighborhood. Her dad, who was an amateur photographer, uh, just kind of said, hey, why don't you stand in there and, and turn and give me a smile? I think he thought it would look funny. Um, but she, of course, gave the most devilish grin possible. And history was made when it was unleashed on the Internet. She went on to say that, you know, when when the Internet absorbs a meme, because you never know what's going to go me- what's going to be memeable. Um, you just have to kind of roll with the punches because. She is disaster girl. I don't even know her real name. And I read the article. I have no idea. Um, I could have taken that note. I chose not to. She's now in college. College. And uh, so that meme has been around for 20 years easily. And, um, and, and, and selling this thing as an NFT. Now the NFT portion of it, essentially it's proof that this is an original digital piece of art. Someone purchased the original, I'm using air quotes for those on the podcast, uh, the original disaster girl meme photograph. Whoever bought it paid $500,000 for it. $500,000 for a meme. So this this young girl uh, who has not seen any sort of compensation for her face being everywhere for the last 15 to 20 years finally got some money out of it. This is this is a good news story about NFT. This is not just some jackass and playing in their basement trying to figure out how to make a quick buck with original artwork and playing around. Um, this to me is some good news. She said she's going to use it to pay off college. Awesome. And then donate some to charity. Super awesome. Um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that she said she's going to donate some to charity. I wouldn't have blamed her if she wanted to keep it all for herself. Let's be honest. If my face was everywhere for the better part of 15 to 20 years and I got nothing out of it. Uh, I'm on a little kickback. So disaster girl. She's in her twenties. 
She's in college. And she just made half a million dollars on an NFT version of the Disaster Girl meme. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's it. That's the episode. You know, I appreciate you tuning in every week. It is, it is greatly, greatly appreciated. So, uh, I will keep this one short cause I've already done this like three takes and, uh, none of them have been good. So I'll keep it short. Um, please go to my YouTube channel. I believe that nerd dad, the future of that nerd dad will lie somewhere on YouTube. So please go to YouTube that nerd dad hit subscribe, tell a friend, share the content, man, that means the world to me when I know that it's been shared. Um, so share the content whenever possible. I want to thank DeanBundell.com for continuing to host me and uh, getting my foot in the door in this little crazy thing here, uh, all because of a weird message through Instagram where I reached out to him and he said, sure, we could use some help. Um, so that's a gr- always greatly appreciated. Thank you, Dean. And of course, I want to thank Blue Microphones. We are powered by Blue here over at the Nerd Dad Podcast. And uh, that's it. Be well, be safe, get vaccinated, wear a mask. Um, And when you can safely start to enjoy your life again, there's light at the end of this tunnel. Be well. Thanks for listening. I'm Debbie Travis. And I'm Tommy Smythe. And this is Trust Me, I'm a Decorator. We're now podcasters. And why did we call it that? Well, you know us as decorators, but we've got lots more to share. We want to talk about travel and relationships. We're going to have amazing guests on. Guests who inspire us for sure. We'll probably talk about design too. And of course, Tommy, don't forget about food. Oh my gosh, how did I forget about food? So please follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or as they say, wherever you get your podcast. And we'll pop right up when we have a new episode. Where's this luck? I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.